0: Sad bastard. I'm Dave Tarnowski. That's exactly five weeks until I move. And I'm really fucking depressed about that, and excited, mind you. But I'm leaving behind the woman I loved more than anything, and the last thing I am is excited about that. I mean, I know things have been over between us for a while. But it's still a whole new layer of the shit cake that has been this past year. And I think it's been incredibly difficult to move on because I just don't know where I'm going. I mean, geographically, of course I do. But I don't know what the next phase of my life will be like. I mean, it could be amazing for all I know right now. I just can't see it. When I get to my new place, I'll still have all of my old ones with me. I'll still have all of the failures, the disappointments, the terrible decisions. I mean, hopefully I'll feel them less. I'll meet new people. I'll make new memories. But I just wanna go back to the ones that I knew. That's not a choice though. If you know anything about me, you know that music has played a large part in my life. And quite often there are songs that come into my life at exactly the right time when I need them. And The Vampire of Time and Memory, a song from Queens of the Stone Age's brilliant album, Like Clockwork, has been on my mind all week. Particularly these lyrics. Who are you to me? Who am I supposed to be? Not exactly sure anymore. Where's this going to? Can I follow through? Or just follow you for a while? Does anyone ever get this right? I feel no love. And maybe this will change when I get to my new home back close to my family, old friends. We shall see. It's hard enough losing something huge, but starting over, Jesus. And there are all sorts of things I'm worried about. I'm 43, which I know isn't old, but it's 20 years since I got married the first time. I've started over so many times since then. I'm not the same anymore I mean in many many ways but particularly I'm not the virile young man I once was honestly I haven't been for years will I be nothing but a disappointment to anyone I meet maybe there is no getting it right maybe there's just life mistakes suffering some fun in between. These are the words of someone without a plan. Someone lost and scared, all alone. But maybe that's not a bad thing, being alone. Maybe I can kill my codependency. I can keep living on my own, working on being me. I can become self-reliant like I talked about before. I can actually figure out what the fuck it is I want out of life. But I can't see it yet. I only see where I am right now. Limbo. An empty apartment with most of my stuff already packed up. Just biding my time. It's so fucking depressing. I already suffer from depression. I just want all of this over already. I want to forget. Everyone says to think about the good times, but those are the things that kill me. Those are the times I wish I could get back. Those are the times that hurt the most. I want eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Someone to go in and pull out all of the memories, good and bad. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think of some little things she and I did together. Those little things you share as a couple that no one else knows about. The intimacy, the goofy shit. And here I am, crying, thinking about, thinking about things. Let's get to some submissions, shall we? Silo wrote, Thinking of ending things. I've been thinking about ending things on and off most of my life. I mean, is this all there is? Is this as good as it gets? As Megan wrote, Life is tedious and then we die. There are some nice, small moments. Life is also suffering. Sometimes the suffering is almost too much to bear. Sometimes it feels like there's no way back to happiness. Even though happiness isn't a static thing, it's not a place you can go to and live there forever. It's a multitude of places that you rent for short chunks of time. And the whiplash when good turns to bad can be enough to break a person. I almost broke this past winter. I had never felt more alone in my life. And I would go out for walks early every morning while it was still dark out and follow a route that would take me over two bridges. A short one with high fences, and then a long one with a fence someone could easily climb over. It's maybe like a hundred foot drop from the bridge down to either woods, or a highway, or parkway, or whatever, or right into Rock Creek. I thought about jumping a lot over the winter. I would stand at the railing and look down and just imagine myself going splat, poof, all my problems and sorrows gone. But I decided against it. I chose hope. I stopped walking over the bridges at one point. But recently, I started again. It's a good walk to get in the steps. I need to start working on my beach body. I mean my 2022 beach body. And when I walk over that bridge, I look down and I don't even feel the slightest urge. Things still hurt a lot. Every single day. But I need to live through the pain. I will heal. I hope you give yourself the chance, Sila. There's no hope if you're dead. Next up is Katya, who wrote, Thank you for your time and space reminder. That helped me pass through a breakup. I realize that I'm stronger than I thought. Great feeling. Keep moving on. That's great, Katya, and thank you. Time and space is absolutely the only recipe for moving on and healing. And it's the thing I've had the hardest time dealing with myself. It's the advice I couldn't take myself. But I do feel like I'm moving on. It's taken me ages, but I think I'm finally accepting things are over. I signed the lease on my new place. I'm leaving here in June. And I'll never walk across those bridges again, more than likely, and that's fine by me. And I'm truly working on the time and space thing. As much as I want to keep my ex in my life, I just don't know if it's possible. Not for a while, at least. And not after a lot of space between us. And me literally moving on to a new place puts a lot of space between us. I'm still miserable about it, don't get me wrong. I still look at old photos and listen to sad music and cry myself silly. But that person I was with doesn't exist anymore. I can't romanticize the whole thing anymore. I can never get back the woman I fell in love with. Just like she couldn't get back the man she fell in love with if she wanted to. A lot happens over the years to change a person. Your relationship alone changes you. And it can change you to the point where you no longer want to be in it. So I will live with my sadness. I will accept it. And I will keep moving on. Sham wrote that she's thinking about the way we kissed and the way I miss his chest on mine. Ditto. The affection my ex and I shared was incredible. I miss the kisses, the incredible hugs and cuddles, and especially her head on my chest. I could never be with someone who wasn't warm like that. And Sharon wrote, she's thinking about oral sex. Giving and receiving. Had a dream about it. A fun but frustrating way to wake up. I also miss this, Sharon. I miss foreplay. Exploring each other. The anticipation. The build-up. But more than that, the intimacy, the soft and slow eroticism, the passion. Anyway, I don't dream about sex very often, but when I do, it can definitely be a frustrating wake up. Camilla wrote, when I meet someone new they just want sex, I feel empty, worthless. And here's the other side of sex. The emptiness. The opposite of warmth. I'm not there anymore. I don't have the energy or the desire to bother with that anymore. I'd rather just masturbate and move on with my day than go through all of that bullshit. I had more than enough pointless sex in my life. I want something with meaning. Someone who isn't in a rush. I want longing and passion, not just a fuck. Hannah wrote Is the age gap between 19 and 26 years old too big for a relationship? We're both women if that matters. If you two get along, share common interests, have great sex, etc., etc., I don't see that mattering. I don't know if age gaps matter at all if you're both consenting adults. I used to, and my rule of thumb was always like 20 years, but if you work, you work, enjoy it. Next up is Dakini who wrote Why do I fall in love with people so easily? I've had the same problem, and 99% of the time, it never ended up the way I wanted. But the 1% resulted in two marriages, so that's not bad. I think it's beautiful to love easily. Live with passion. Like Kazem, who wrote, I'm finally with the girl I really like and I couldn't be happier. And hey, I'm already in love. Oh, and she'll always be my dudess. Hope she sees this. Well, unfortunately, she won't see this, but maybe she'll hear this. And I hope your love lasts for a very long time. Vladimir has the opposite problem. He wrote... Please help. A girl loves me, but I don't love her. What can I say to her? Vladimir, whether it's good or bad, just be honest. That's the hard lesson I learned. Same goes for Anita, who wrote, Should I text him? Convo ended ambiguously, so I don't know who's supposed to reach out next. I don't think it matters whose turn it is. If you've got something to say, say it. Even if it's just a comment on the ambiguity. Life is too short to wish you had said something and didn't. Yet it's also too long to carry the regrets of things you did say, but that's a whole other thing. And I know that's a fear. Worrying about saying the wrong thing. Not wanting to rock the boat. I regret saying more things than I can count. Just like I regret not saying more things than I can count. My mouth is always getting me in trouble. I'm trying to get better with it. But then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like, Please, please, please take me back. But fuck it, I say. Text him. Test him. See how serious he is. Get through that ambiguity and get to clarity. And then if it's bullshit, you know... And you can move on. Lad wrote, Any advice on how to be more patient and forgiving with yourself? And Jeebs wrote, How to advocate for myself and my needs. I put these two together because they go hand in hand. I think if you can't advocate for yourself and your own needs, you definitely can't be more patient and forgiving with yourself, and vice versa. But first, you need to know what you're advocating for. What are your needs? What do you want? That's always been the hardest question for me to answer. I want to be happy. But what makes me happy? What will make me more happy than sad? I definitely wouldn't say I'm happy at the moment. Every day I spend here in limbo is just another day to get through. I never feel inspired to start anything new. I'm looking forward to the day when I can escape. But wherever I go, There I am, same problems, different place. Will I be any different? I'm starting to feel different as the days here dwindle. Only a month and change to go. But I'm still no closer to forgiving myself for the mistakes that led me here. I still can't believe it's been almost a year since my life changed completely. I look around this apartment I've lived in since last June and it still feels foreign to me. I mean, sure, this is my stuff. I have art on the walls. I've made it my own. But it's as cozy as a hotel room. I mean, a standard hotel room, not a cozy hotel room. And even those never feel great to me. So I'm just drifting. Am I advocating for myself? I'm the only person I have to live with, so I suppose it doesn't matter at the moment. I'm being patient with myself, though. I'm allowing myself to suck in every way possible. Like Rita wrote, Allowing myself to suck makes me less sucky, actually. I don't feel guilty about anything anymore. Not the life I've been living lately. And the stuff I feel guilty for in the past, well, that will always be there. I'm learning how to carry it. I mean, I have no choice. I can't change it, so why fight it? It's part of who I am. It's literally what led me to where I am right now. And I have to believe that where I'll be in the not-too-distant future will be better. It'll be a happier place. But for now, I will keep allowing myself to suck. To drift. To be. To not worry like Alicia, who wrote, I constantly worry I'm never going to be enough for anyone. I spent years feeling like this. Either that, or like I was too much for anyone. I've always been an outsider. I always felt like an outcast growing up. Or maybe it was just that I was cast aside by most of my friends when I was a kid. Trauma is an easy way for us to convince ourselves we're worthless, or worthless. I think it's why I fall in love easily. Like Dakini wrote, but it's also why my relationships are always fraught with problems. Like Alexa who wrote, Wondering if how often my boyfriend and I have issues is normal or not because I'm used to shitty relationships. If we have shitty relationships with ourselves, we will likely not have easy relationships with others. My ex and I had issues the entire time we were together. We also had a ton of love. There's no such thing as a relationship that's all butterflies and orgasms all the time. When you get past that first part, you're just two people with your own issues who have to deal with each other's issues on top of yours. Breakups are hard, but break-ins can be even harder as I've said before, the warning signs are all there at the beginning. Take a moment and stop and think about your own red flags, your own issues that might be a cause of friction between you and others. I have a ton of my own, yet I've always had a problem accepting those of others, especially if they clash with my own needs or wants. It's very easy to confuse needs with wants. It's so easy to think that we are perfect and it's the other person who should change. Even if we don't like ourselves. Isn't that odd? I never felt like I was worthy of my ex and yet I wanted to change so much about her. Or I wanted to not change for her but maybe it was because she was always after me to change. I felt inferior, less than. Life is hard, as she always used to say. In the end, she and I were overcome by our issues, our individual ones and the ones we created over time as a couple. I still miss her like crazy, though. I still feel like Johannisco, who wrote, Relationship ending. I can't imagine ever finding another person so awesome. Life sucks sometimes. I too can't imagine finding someone as awesome as my ex. Even with all the negative things I could possibly say. All of the things I need to remind myself exist so I don't completely romanticize her and lose my mind with longing. I still think I will never be as happy with someone as I was with her. More often than not. And that's what makes me miss her so fucking much. What we had. Just the day-to-day stuff. The friendship. God, I miss my best friend. My life feels hollow without her. But she's gone and it's my fault. And I can't let go of that. I can't forgive myself for that. But I need to, or I'll stay in a world like one this anonymous contributor described. I feel like I spend my life trapped in a void where I will always stay. We are our own wardens. We keep ourselves stuck inside our cages we convince ourselves that these things are true. These things that we tell ourselves that begin with, I'll never. I'll never find someone as great as her. Well, I can never find someone as great as her because no one else is her. That doesn't mean I won't find someone else who is great in their own unique way. Someone I can have a new, unique way of living with, because I need a partner, I need more than just me, I know this about myself, love may not be enough, but without it nothing will ever feel like enough, and if I can't have the love I had with my wife again, at least I can hold on to the memories of when I did as painful and hard as that is. Memories of when we were happy, when life felt like it was worth living. I'm very much feeling what Susan wrote in about, romantic void fatigue. Although, I don't know exactly what she meant when she wrote that, because that's all there is, but I'm applying my own meaning to it. And I just love the way you put that, Susan. Romantic void fatigue. It's been so long since I've felt anything real. Not that I've allowed myself to. Not that I've been allowing myself to do anything much lately. Not that I've actually wanted to do anything much lately. Like Mateo wrote, I'm tired of this cycle called life. And another anonymous contributor wrote, stuck in an unproductive cycle, lack of will to do things. How do you get by? Well, I wake up, have coffee, watch some TV, go on Instagram, write, shower, shit. Never in that order, by the way. I work the day job, masturbate, eat, hate myself, miss the ex, obsess, cry, and sleep. I go outside on occasion to mix things up, but I hate it here. It's nice to move around, though. I could only do it so much indoors. I mean, I could do yoga or a whole bunch of other exercises many people do at home, but... Nah. I decided I'm just going to be thick forever. Thick thighs save lives, right? I'll just own my dad bod without the kid. But yeah, I'm trapped in a cycle of shit myself. A lot of us are. It's going to be a while until this pandemic goes away, despite what a lot of people think, because it's nice out. It's like the sunshine will chase it away. Wasn't that one of Trump's things last year? Bright light kills it. (laughs) Remember that bleach shit? Ah, good times, early 2020. We all thought 2021 was magically going to be better. The bomb we all needed. But we think that every year sucks and the next will be better. I'm already on to 2022. This year's a wash. And that's time and space for you. No matter where you go or when you go, there you are. And the lack of will to do things is all part of that. I'm always just waiting for things to get better. Waiting for the day when I wake up And I'm magically okay and ready to do stuff I love and be happy Let me tell you something When I woke up this morning, I knew today was not that day But I'm writing this anyway Because I have to keep doing something that keeps my life from feeling like a complete fucking waste Like Lisa wrote Does everyone feel like shit when they wake up and take a while to shake it off, or just me? I feel like shit every day. fucking hate waking up. But I get out of bed and sit around and have coffee, and after a while I feel like a normal person. Which is still crap, mind you. And I know I've felt this way for a long time, but this past year has been especially hard. This pandemic makes life feel pointless. It's that languishing thing. Ugh, another day of this. Mick wrote, how messed up our world got in less than 18 months. Indeed the last year and a half. I'm determined to not let it break me, though. I'm excited now for the first time in what feels like forever. It's just over a month until I click the reset button. Who knows how much these past 18 months have changed the world. I just know how they've changed mine. And I can't really blame the pandemic. It was just a really bad time in my life. It's amazing how quickly time goes though. I'm counting the days until the movers come and I can get the fuck out of here. Start over in a way I haven't been able to here. I'm excited that I'll live in a place that will inspire me to go out. Astoria Park is just a few blocks from me and it's a sprawling, beautiful thing. And the Hellgate Bridge is the first thing I'll see on my way there. It's a gorgeous red arch with what looks like a castle on each side that spans the Hellgate, the strait of the East River between Astoria and Ward's Island. the architecture is just sublime. I'm genuinely excited. And really fucking sad, don't get me wrong whole situation sucks but that sadness, that grief will still linger long after I move I know that I will need to work to change in order to create a new life I just don't know what that is yet anyway that's all for now thanks for listening As always, please subscribe to this podcast if you don't already, rate, review, and share with everyone you know who could benefit from it. And also follow my Instagram accounts, Nick Cave and The Bad Memes and Sad Peaks. I do Q&As on both pages several times a week, where you can tell me what's on your mind, and I might reply to it on a future episode. And follow me on the Stereo app, where I do a live podcast, Stereo.com backslash the sad bastard. Until next time, my friends, be good to yourselves. Taken me down, my friend, as they usher me off to my end. Well, I bid you adieu well, i be seeing you soon but What they say around here is true Then we'll meet again, me and you